This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Have you ever wondered if your cultural lens affects the way you read and interpret scripture? For example, when Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, what did he really mean? Stick around after today's Bible reading to find out. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Isaiah chapter 47 through chapter 50. Babylon will fall. Fall down. Sit in the dirt. O virgin daughter Babylon, sit on the ground, not on a throne. O daughter of the Babylonians, indeed you will no longer be called delicate and pampered. Pick up millstones and grind flour. Remove your veil, strip off your skirt, expose your legs, cross the streams. Let your naked body be exposed. Your shame will be on display. I will get revenge. I will not have pity on anyone, says our protector. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name, the Holy One of Israel. Sit silently. Go to a hiding place, O daughter of the Babylonians. Indeed, you will no longer be called Queen of Kingdoms. I was angry at my people. I defiled my special possession and handed them over to you. You showed them no mercy. You even placed a very heavy burden on old people. You said, I will rule forever as permanent queen. You did not think about these things. You did not consider how it would turn out. So now listen to this. O one who lives so lavishly, who lives securely, who says to herself, I am unique. No one can compare to me. I will never have to live as a widow. I will never lose my children. Both of these will come upon you suddenly in one day. You will lose your children and be widowed. You will be overwhelmed by these tragedies, despite your many incantations and your numerous amulets. You were complacent in your evil deeds. You thought, no one sees me. Your self-professed wisdom and knowledge lead you astray. When you say, I am unique, no one can compare to me. Disaster will overtake you. You will not know how to charm it away. Destruction will fall on you. You will not be able to appease it. Calamity will strike you suddenly before you recognize it. Persist in trusting your amulets and your many incantations, which you have faithfully recited since your youth. Maybe you will be successful. Maybe you will scare away disaster. You are tired out from listening to so much advice. Let them take their stand. The ones who see omens in the sky, who gaze at the stars, who make monthly predictions. Let them rescue you from the disaster that is about to overtake you. Look, they are like straw. 
that the fire burns up. They cannot rescue themselves from the heat of the flames. There are no coals to warm them, no firelight to enjoy. They will disappoint you. Those you have so faithfully dealt with since your youth. Each strays off in his own direction, leaving no one to rescue you. Chapter 48. The Lord Appeals to the Exiles. Listen to this, O family of Jacob, you who are called by the name Israel and are descended from Judah, who take oaths in the name of the Lord and invoke the God of Israel, but not in an honest and just manner. Indeed, they live in the holy city. They trust in the God of Israel, whose name is the Lord of heaven's armies. I announced events beforehand. I issued the decrees and made the predictions. Suddenly I acted, and they came to pass. I did this because I know how stubborn you are. Your neck muscles are like iron, and your forehead like bronze. I announced them to you beforehand, before they happened. I predicted them for you, so you could never say, My image did these things. My idol, my cast image, decreed them. You have heard. Now look at all the evidence. Will you not admit that what I say is true? From this point on, I am announcing to you new events that are previously unrevealed and you do not know about. Now they come into being, not in the past. Before today, you did not hear about them. So you could not say, yes, I know about them. You did not hear. You did not know. You were not told beforehand. For I know that you are very deceitful. You were labeled a rebel from birth. For the sake of my reputation, I hold back my anger. For the sake of my prestige, I restrain myself from destroying you. Look, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have purified you in the furnace of misery. For my sake alone, I will act. For how can I allow my name to be defiled? I will not share my glory with anyone else. Listen to me, O Jacob, Israel, whom I summoned. I am the one. I am present at the very beginning and at the very end. Yes, my hand founded the earth. My right hand spread out the sky. I summoned them. They stand together. All of you, gather together and listen. Who among them announced these things? The Lord's ally will carry out his desire against Babylon. He will exert his power against the Babylonians. I, I have spoken. Yes, I have summoned him. I lead him and he will succeed. Approach me. Listen to this. From the very first, I have not spoken in secret. When it happens, I am there. So now the sovereign Lord has sent me, accompanied by his spirit. This is what the Lord, your protector, says, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God, who teaches you how to succeed, who leads you in the way you should go. If only you had obeyed my commandments, prosperity would have flowed to you like a river. Deliverance would have come to you like the waves of the sea. Your descendants would have been as numerous as sand, and your children like its granules. Their name would not have been cut off and eliminated from my presence. Leave Babylon. Flee from the Babylonians. Announce it with a shout of joy. Make this known. Proclaim it throughout the earth. Say, the Lord protects his servant Jacob. They do not thirst as he leads them through dry regions. He makes water flow out of a rock for them. He splits open a rock and water flows out. There will be no prosperity for the wicked, says the Lord. Chapter 49. Delivery of the Exiles. Listen to me, you coastlands. Pay attention, you people who live far away. The Lord summoned me from birth. He commissioned me when my mother brought me into the world. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. He hid me in the hollow of his hand. He made me like a sharpened arrow. He hid me in his quiver. He said to me, You are my servant, Israel, through whom I will reveal my splendor. 
But I thought, I've worked in vain. I have expended my energy for absolutely nothing, but the Lord will vindicate me. My God will reward me. So now the Lord says, the one who formed me from birth to be his servant, he did this to restore Jacob to himself so that Israel might be gathered to him. And I will be honored in the Lord's sight for my God is my source of strength. He says, is it too insignificant a task for you to be my servant, to reestablish the tribes of Jacob and restore the remnant of Israel? I will make you a light to the nations so you can bring my deliverance to the remote regions of the earth. This is what the Lord, the protector of Israel, their holy one says to the one who is despised and rejected by nations, a servant of rulers. Kings will see and rise in respect. Princes will bow down because of the faithful Lord, the holy one of Israel who has chosen you. This is what the Lord says. At the time I decide to show my favor, I will respond to you. In the day of deliverance, I will help you. I will protect you and make you a covenant mediator for people to rebuild the land and to reassign the desolate property. You will say to the prisoners, come out. And to those who are in dark dungeons, emerge. They will graze beside the roads. On all the slopes, they will find pasture. They will not be hungry or thirsty. The sun's oppressive heat will not beat down on them. For one who has compassion on them will guide them. He will lead them to springs of water. I will make all my mountains into a road. I will construct my roadways. Look, they come from far away. Look, some come from the north and west. Others come from the land of Sinim. Shout for joy, O sky. Rejoice, O earth. Let the mountains give a joyful shout. For the Lord consoles his people and shows compassion to the oppressed. The Lord remembers Zion. Zion said, The Lord has abandoned me. The Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her baby who nurses at her breast? Can she withhold compassion from the child she has born? Even if mothers were to forget, I could never forget you. Look, I have inscribed your name on my palms. Your walls are constantly before me. Your children hurry back, while those who destroyed and devastated you depart. Look all around you. All of them gather to you. As surely as I live, says the Lord, you will certainly wear all of them like jewelry. You will put them on as if you were a bride. Yes, your land lies in ruins. It is desolate and devastated. But now you will be too small to hold your residence. And those who devour you will be far away. Yet the children born during your time of bereavement will say within your hearing, this place is too cramped for us. Make room for us so we can live here. Then you will think to yourself, who bore these children for me? I was bereaved and barren, dismissed and divorced. Who raised these children? Look, I was left all alone. Where did these children come from? This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I will raise my hand to the nations. I will raise my signal flag to the peoples. They will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their shoulders. Kings will be your children's guardians. Their princesses will nurse your children. With their faces to the ground, they will bow down to you. They will lick the dirt on your feet. Then you will recognize that I am the Lord. Those who wait patiently for me are not put to shame. Can spoils be taken from a warrior or captives be rescued from a conqueror? Indeed, says the Lord, captives will be taken from a warrior. Spoils will be rescued from a conqueror. I will oppose your adversary and I will rescue your children. I will make your oppressors eat their own flesh. They will get drunk on their own blood as if it were wine. Then all humankind will recognize that I am the Lord, your deliverer your protector, the powerful one of Jacob. This is what the Lord says. Where is your mother's divorce certificate by which I divorced her? Or to which of my creditors did I sell you? 
Look, you were sold because of your sins. Because of your rebellious acts, I divorced your mother. Why does no one challenge me when I come? Why does no one respond when I call? Is my hand too weak to deliver you? Do I lack the power to rescue you? Look, with a mere shout, I can dry up the sea. I can turn streams into a desert, so the fish rot away and die from the lack of water. I can clothe the sky in darkness. I can cover it with sackcloth. The servant perseveres. The sovereign Lord has given me the capacity to be his spokesman so that I know how to help the weary. He wakes me up every morning. He makes me alert so I can listen attentively, as disciples do. The sovereign Lord has spoken to me clearly. I have not rebelled. I have not turned back. I offered my back to those who attacked, my jaws to those who tore out my beard. I did not hide my face from insults and spitting, but the sovereign Lord helps me, so I am not humiliated. For that reason, I am steadfastly resolved. I know I will not be put to shame. The one who vindicates me is close by. Who dares to argue with me? Let us confront each other. Who is my accuser? Let him challenge me. Look, the sovereign Lord helps me. Who dares to condemn me? Look, all of them will wear out like clothes. A moth will eat away at them. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys his servant? Whoever walks in deep darkness without light should trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Look, all of you who start a fire and who equip yourselves with flaming arrows, walk in the light of the fire you started and among the flaming arrows you ignited. This is what you will receive from me. You will lie down in a place of pain. New Testament reading. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11 through Ephesians chapter 3. New life corporately. Therefore remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision that is performed on the body by human hands, that you were at the time without the Messiah, alienated from the citizenship of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who used to be far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, the one who made both groups into one and who destroyed the middle wall of partition, the hostility. When he nullified in his flesh the law of commandments and decrees, he did this to create in himself one new man out of two, thus making peace, and to reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross, by which the hostility has been killed. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near so that through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer foreigners and non-citizens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household, because you have been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Chapter 3, Paul's Relationship to the Divine Mystery For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, that by revelation the mystery was made known to me, as I wrote before briefly. When reading this, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not disclosed to people in former generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Namely, 
that through the gospel, the Gentiles are fellow heirs, fellow members of the body, and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel according to the gift of God's grace that was given to me by the exercise of his power to me. Less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given to proclaim to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to enlighten everyone about God's secret plan, the mystery that has been hidden for ages in God who has created all things. The purpose of this enlightenment is that through the church, the multifaceted wisdom of God should now be disclosed to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms. This was according to the eternal purposes that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and confident access to God by way of Christ's faithfulness. For this reason, I ask you not to lose heart because of what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. Prayer for strengthened love. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that according to the wealth of his glory, he will grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner person, that Christ will dwell in your hearts through faith, so that, because you have been rooted and grounded in love, you will be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and thus to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you will be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power that is working within us is able to do far beyond all that we ask or think. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you again for another opportunity to get in the word. We thank you that you communicate with us by your spirit, through your word. And in this, we are edified and corrected and convicted. We're matured in the faith. And in addition to that, oh God, we have this beautiful opportunity to have the mysteries of the faith to see you more clearly. What a gift to us. For you are our greatest gift in hope and joy. So thank you, O Lord, that you reveal to us more of who you are through your word. O God, we are mindful that you defend your people, that you, O God, alone take vengeance. You have called us to do justice, but you are the one who secures vengeance. And only your hands are holy enough. Only your mind and imagination are holy enough to exercise vengeance even in the earth. For even your wrath is holy. Even your wrath is just and right, not ours. And so, oh God, we are reminded of this, that when we fall into the hands of the wicked, they must answer to you. And that for those who laugh at or mock the name of God and mock your people, those who trample on your people, who oppress your people, who lock them away, who threaten them with bombs, even now as we speak, O oh God, throughout the history of nations, those who truly persecute Christians, O oh God, they will answer to you. And so we entrust to you our anger, our rage, our frustration, our even thirst or longing for vengeance ourselves, O oh God. We entrust that into your hands, knowing that you will make things right, that God, you will do justice, you will correct that which is wrong. You will wipe and dry away every tear. You redeem that which is lost and broken and denied. You will make full repair on behalf of your people. And we are grateful for this, O oh God, that we do not have to live consumed 
by revenge or bitterness or pain, O God. We don't have to live with those burdens so close to our chest that it weighs our hearts down, but instead we can hand over to you all the people and things that have harmed us and harmed your people, knowing that you will do right by us, that nothing goes unnoticed by you. You see it all and you hear it all, and you will do right by your people. And God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for who you are calling us to be in Christ Jesus. We are thankful that we have access to your most holy throne because of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are thankful, O God, that you have knit together a people who were indeed enemies, a people who set out to oppress each other, O God. And yet in your divine glory and purposes, you express your love and power through reconciliation. And so while vengeance is yours and you have full authority and it is right and just for you to go about bringing correction as you see fit, for you are God and not us, we also know that it is a part of your purposes and your heart and your character to reconcile enemies into siblings in Christ. So this is our prayer today. Our prayer today, even on behalf of our enemies, is that you will turn enemies to brothers and to sisters and to siblings in Christ. That you will turn enemies into neighbors and neighbors into friends, oh God. You have done this through the gospel. You have taken a people who would size each other up and reject each other and turn each other away and wage war against each other. And you have knit them together in the body of Christ to your glory and to your honor and to your praise. And so we know that you can do great things. And so we ask, oh God, knowing and entrusting even revenge to you, justice to you, but also reconciliation to you. Would you, oh God, turn enemies into siblings? Would you, oh God, restore each of us individually in our life into communities where there has been hurt and brokenness, oh God? We pray right now that you would pour out healing, that you would pour out renewal, reconciliation, reparation, oh God, for you are good and merciful and just. And while you show your might and power through vengeance, holy vengeance, which is yours, you also show your might, your power and love through transforming peoples from the inside out and knitting them together into a community in Christ. And so we pray this prayer before you, the God who hears our prayer and responds that you would do this very thing. Bring healing for your namesake. Bring wholeness for your namesake. Bring unity. Knit together a family of believers that the world will look at and go, who is their God? How can this be so that enemies are now siblings in Christ? It is in your name that we pray and we give you thanks that you've already done this work and you are doing this work. And we long to be a part of your reconciliation work, oh God, for you are worthy to be praised. It is in your name we pray, amen and amen. In their book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes, biblical scholars Brandon O'Brien and E. Randolph Richards shed light on the ways that Western readers often misunderstand the cultural dynamics of the Bible. When Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, he was likely not referring to racy clothing, but instead, he was most likely concerned about economic modesty, that Christian women not flaunt their wealth through expensive clothes, braided hair, and gold jewelry. Getting beyond our cultural assumptions is increasingly important for being Christians in our interconnected and globalized world. Learn to read scripture as a member of the global body of Christ with the book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. 
We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.